Wait, wait, I got to ask you, is that your, that's not your grandkid or nothing like that, is it? No, no, no. Because that kid is cute, and I just want to, like, you just want, I hate cute, I hate cute, shut up. Yeah, you you reached out, she's going to replace me on the show, thanks, guys. She's a great little actress, she's a great little actress. Actually, maybe maybe we could reach our agent and replace Craig with her. that madman is up in the corner, that is (laughs) Mike Grief, Dean of the Clown College. That's right, that's who I am, man, that's who I am, yeah. And underneath him. Is Craig Mitchell always underneath? Yeah, always underneath. But all I have to say is, let's go Mets! Let's go Mets! I heard they're kicking butt. Are they kicking butt? They're like in first place, aren't they? Yes, they have a light bulb up their butt. Yeah, that happened since like what 1834. 1834. Says the Jet fan. Says the Jet fan. Ethan Allen was batting 300. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait a second. Let's talk sports for a second. I was telling, yes, I am a Jet fan. 50 years of agony. I've been following him since I was 14. The only year I didn't follow him was 1969 because I was too busy being a hippie. And that was the only year that they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, so the joke's on me. But anyway, I was watching the game on Saturday, and they cut to a guy. That's pretty good considering they play on Sunday. They they cut to a guy on the sideline who had a real pumpkin on his head. But thank God he had a Browns jersey on. But he had a real pumpkin. It was this big on his head, and he watched the game. They kept cutting to him through the little triangle eyes. Yeah. And let me tell you something. A pumpkin that big to fit on your head, it's got to weigh 10 pounds on your shoulders, not, right? Not if you're eating it from the inside. I mean, you got to right. snack. You don't have to get up for hot dogs. You just go, I know that guy. Right. I know that guy. His name is Jack. Jack. <laughs> Jack O'Lantern. Jack off O'Lantern. Jack O'Lantern. Jack O'Lantern. He's Irish. Yeah, that light's a light. And uh... <laughs> maybe his name is Rupert. Rupert Pumpkin. Rupert Pumpkin. Pumpkin. That's an obscure reference. Wait, can you just imagine, though, walking into the thing? You got anything with you? No, just my pumpkin on my head. I just like, I I don't know why. It just made me. While they they were frisking him, 40 guys with knives and guns slipped through. I know. And then it cut to this, it showed this guy in a brown jersey with this huge pumpkin on his head. And then it cut to like a New York Jets fan. In like a jersey with a suit jacket on, who looked like he just came from well, Wall Street. Is, isn't there a team? And now, now I'm not a big hockey fan, but I know you are, John. Isn't there a team where it's traditional? They take octopus and they throw them onto the Boston ice. Boston Garden. Boston Garden. So I mean, how, who lets everyone in with an octopus? It's not an octopus. It's a squid. Oh, excuse Ooh, me. I love calamari. It's, it's calamari. It's calamari. So the deal is, they throw it from the upper level. It hits the ice, splatters, and freezes. Delicious. So as Delicious. soon as it splatters and freezes, I got to stop the game and come out with a shovel. Follow John for more up. recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, people like games, like those maniacs, like 
in Green Bay where it's 47 degrees below zero. They have no shirts on. Yeah. Oh, and they're wearing cheese. And aren't they the ones that are wearing cheese on their head? Yeah, they wear cheese heads. But cheese backing heads. up backing up to seafood. Nothing says I'm a freaking moron like wearing a hunk of cheese just, on your oh, head. Wait, wait. I got to tell you, when Brett Favre got drafted to the New York Jets, they gave out New York cheesecake heads. Ah, that's, well, yeah. And I, I have it, one. They're collector's items. It's a big piece of New York cheesecake on your head. A piece of cheese, baby cheesecake. Come on down. Anyway, All right. we should get what this was, thing rolling. What was Greg talking about now? What are you talking about? Be, 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 hey, Greg, when did you get here? I, I've been here for a while. Sorry, oh, I was well. sleeping. I wasn't saying anything. I was. I, I'll try to participate later. But no, I was going to say that you just survived Hurricane Ian, which is a yeah. terrible name. By the way, for a hurricane. I know. Who's afraid of Ian? Ian is Ian. like a little stupid Ian. English kid from what is he from? Like from he's from a, the the chocolate factory over it's there. An you know? It's an Who's accountant. It's an accountant. Yeah, nobody's afraid of Ian. No, nobody. Anyway. nobody uh, there like, was a guy on the ship, a Russian guy. His name was Ian, and he was like a bodybuilder, and I was afraid of him. Uh, well, you were talking about octopus, but didn't didn't you have sharks in your neighborhood? They had sharks in St. Swimming up. Oh, there you go. There we go. I like the wind. Come on. Is that a, is that real? Is that real? It, it looks, looks real. real. They say no. I mean, I think we need a bigger street. Hey, I'll be here all week. <laughs> well, anyway, thank, listen, hey, we should right away say, you know, hey, God bless everyone in Florida. Uh, you know, hope everyone I, I've checked in with my friends and family and thank God they're all safe. Although I'm still waiting to hear from one friend in Cape Coral, which got hammered really, really bad. It turned out good. Well, my family lives in Florida. They all drowned. So I'm very happy. And well, uh, what's crazy be- is before the hurricane, they show you the models of where it can go. We just ignore you. Craig. I they, I, <laughs> they call it the spaghetti models. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Possible storm you go. So the only one that got it completely right was the Great Britain model. And when that came out, everyone goes, eh, nobody works. That's a Great Britain model. They've never been right ever. And that was the only one that was absolutely, totally right. All 15 of them had going in different directions. Okay, cool. That's because so, they're sitting there sitting there going, oh, watch them ignore us, those medicans. Oh, really? Uh, no. So our, our guest is waiting to come in. Yes, come on, man. That's let's get oh, some no, exciting we were doing shit. A time before we did that. No, we did. Yeah. We is did he ready? All right. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. The, uh, our guest this week is a very, very, very funny uh, comedian. He's an impressionist. He's an actor. He he had, he had a TV series in the '90s called Rhythm and Blues, and uh, and I recently saw him about two or three years ago. He's touring during a, a tribute show to Robin Williams with the most stunning, amazing Robin Williams impression you ever want to see and now he has a movie coming out called being robin and uh we have the trailer for it right now i want to see that i definitely want to see that we're gonna play it right before he comes in and here we go in the winter of 2014 i was convinced that i was possessed by the spirit of robin williams i can't eat at domino's anymore why because it gives me pizzeria I had a remarkable experience that I can't explain. And it's 
breathtaking and exhilarating. I'm Robin Williams. Something goes through you. He came back. You could ask him what he's doing here. What did you come here to do? Trick or treat. Good to have you back, Robin. Thank you. I could feel his presence in the room. <laughs> Very authentic. It's all fake. There was nothing phony about it. Fugazi. What's your name? Reverend Williams. <laughs> What's up, my brother from a broken rubber? <laughs> this is a delusional disorder. <laughs> really? I I've never seen anything like it. Diagnosed with bipolar. He lives through me. I've been trying to get a hold of you. I'd like to talk to you. It's been a while. Oh dear, puppet. I'll talk to you soon. I couldn't stop it. And I didn't want to. We were on a mission. What's on your mind, dear? Oh. I guess we went through a little time warp together. And you're the reason that I came back. Because I love you. And I'll always be here. I'll always be here. Yes. Yeah, we're Roger Campbell, everybody. All right. Wow, what a what a what an interesting looking film. I mean, now so so is this movie about you and your obsession with Robin, or is it about is it a documentary about Robin? I like to call it genre fluid, which means I don't freaking know. What did I do? What do they say? What is this? I'm losing it all the film festivals because there's no category for what I did. Wow. It's actually a good sign because it's gonna be a cult movie. Oh, it's definitely going to be a big hit, man. I mean, that was, I mean, when Robin died, it, I think that broke the heart of the whole world. I won't even say just this country. It broke the world's heart. It did. And everybody was affected differently. And this movie is about how I was affected by his life, his work. And when he passed, and I, I couldn't handle it because I'm an impressionist. And I, he, he's been part of my act since I was a kid. And um, what happened? Thanks for having me on, by the way, guys. What happened? Thank you for being here, man. It's, it's good to be pleasure. here. It's I can bomb right here in my own living room. This will be fun. Hey, <laughs> Craig does it every week. Don't worry. We stop with that. So <laughs> <laughs> what what happened was um, I had been retired uh, from show business. I'm, I'm a painter now. You can see the stuff behind. It's my stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I paint. That's what I do. That's my day job, right? Because I quit my whole show business. Isn't that what Hitler said when he gave up politics? Wow. <laughs> I bet you say that to all the Jews on Russia's channel. <laughs> oh my God. Good timing, Mike. Hey. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, um, where was I? Uh, okay. I have some jokes too, but we'll get there. I, no, I don't, don't worry about it. We're good. We're good, man. Um, so, uh, so it affected me very strongly. I came out of... Uh, I was painting and somebody said Robin died and it, it, 
it didn't affect me at first, but then it hit me one night. Like I was possessed by him. And that's what the music, the movie documents that being Robin talks about my complete, my life being completely inundated with Robin seeing visions of him, him like popping out of my mouth and, and saying stuff inappropriately. And I'll tell you, it, it has its effect. I don't know how, how far we can go on this show. Um, can we go pretty far? What's the language? You can go as far as you yeah, want. As far so, as you so, want. So, go for it. I start doing this tribute. And one night, this drunk lady in the audience says, when she come out? and she's got her big muscle-bound husband next to her. She goes, why don't you come out and have a drink with me? And I said, because I'm sober. I said, well, I don't drink anymore, but I bet I could eat you under the table. Oh, <laughs> it was really an innocent thing to say, like having an eating contest. But the husband took it the wrong way. Right. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> and, and it was that kind of thing that Robin continually comes out with. And, and he was very naughty. And um, it just integrated into my life in such a way that I kept I kept doing this tribute show. And Robin was just goading me on and became such an integral part of my life. I said, oh, let's let's make a movie. You know, let's. Let's see where this goes. I have all this footage of the show, and I have um, a story. This is, it was a very profound thing that happened to me. You go be Robin Williams for five minutes, it's freaking exhausting. Oh, yeah. You know? And so, uh, but it's a joy, too, because it's Robin Williams. And um, people are very moved by the film, and, and they're very, um, it's, it's, um, it has a profound effect on people, and I think the effect is to bring people together. Yeah. And that's it's nice. There's a very humanitarian, and I, I hate to bring this up on a show like this, but it's a humanitarian mission that Robin and I are both on, and uh, and it's kind of gushy and it's also really naughty. Like I said, Robin could get really kind of raunchy, you know. Um, he came up with the joke, Hey, my brother from a broken rubber, how are you doing? <laughs> um, the local paper wouldn't advertise my film, they said, No. Not gonna really, do yeah. That joke got me like an R rating with the local where I live. That's amazing because if it was real Robin Williams, they'd do it all, even if they even if they bleeped out certain things and whatever. You know, you're right, it's like a unifying thing. Robin Williams comedy itself, it, it's something that does bring the world together. And Robin was, you know, just amazing oh, yeah. at that. I mean, were you so were you like a huge fan of his stand? I mean, I like, I mean, I enjoyed his stand up, loved his stand up. But I became more of a fan of his acting in in later years. I mean, I just loved the characters that he. I mean, he had such guts. That guy. You're not going to see. You're right. The, Go the ahead. The fishing behind him. So, Craig, you got my, the floor, man. It's oh, he was just pointing. He was just pointing out my favorite film, uh, King behind him. The Fisher King. Yeah, that's my favorite Robin Williams film. Oh, and really? I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, um, uh. His favorite actor, do you know who his favorite actor was? Well, I know he was crazy about Jonathan Winters, but I don't know about his actor. Well, that's no, his, but favorite I don't know. His, his favorite yeah. actor was Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. Yeah. Yes, you can Peter. even hear it in his performances. It's really That's strange. true. He, he did. Really, really hear it. It's in there somewhere. He did and, seem and to channel him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, got, I got to tell you, Roger, a couple of years ago, I went. I came and saw you do. You're one, you're the Robin Williams. I don't, I feel the experience. And, um, will you just come out and you're Robin Williams for like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour? And it was absolutely stunning. Thank you. Uh, it, I, I really felt like I saw Robin Williams live, you know, five years after he passed away. And I had more fun watching you, but also looking at the faces of the people in the audience while yeah. you were performing. 
that was just un unreal. Yeah. You can, you can, see, you can right. see in the trailer. In the trailer, I was cry, looking. People are crying. They were. That was real, by the way. We didn't, we, we didn't fudge that. That was real people in that show that we shot for the movie uh, having that kind of experience. You know, it's crazy. We watched the trailer the other day. You know, we kind of jumped around on the trailer. Mm -hmm. I think we did actually watch the whole thing in one piece. We did. And I didn't even realize until I saw it the second time that a lot of the clips weren't Robin Williams. No, that's there's no Robin in the film at all. You know what I mean? But that's amazing. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Like when you wrap at that guy's door, yeah. right? And yeah, it's when you have on the jester hat. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I swore that was Robin Williams. Well, know? we're getting a lot of that, and that's nice because I, you know. First of all, it's a nice tribute to say that. And I appreciate it. And I work really hard to make that. I don't, I think, naturally look like him. I look more like Robert De Niro. That's what they say. <laughs> if him and Robin had a kid, boom, Roger Cabler. Al Pacino is not to be left out. <laughs> oh. so, no, and then don't forget about uh, Columbo, Dead One. But, oh, um, excuse me, man. But yeah, uh, one more question right here. I'd like to ask. I am you. such a sucker for impressions. You, you oh, are, you're brilliant, man. Thank you're you, man. man. Well, it's exhausting. Anyway, I sent letters to Robin's family, individual letters, and, and said, especially to Susan, his widow, and I said, I'm making this movie. It's a love letter to Robin Williams, and we're not using any of his images or voice because that's against the law. It's against his will. And it would have been a big no-no to even do that. The only one is this. Uh, only one is this painting that I did of him uh, that's in the film, and that's 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 okay. And so you know, nothing of Robbins is in there at all, which is tricky. You know, um, yeah. I haven't really heard back from his family, and I I think it's good to just leave them alone. Yeah. I don't need to shove anything in their face. Uh, that's proven to be a not good idea. I I, I mention them in the film though in a very wistful way that. That you'll have to see it, and you know the movie is. You can go there going, "Wow, it's Robin Williams going to be hysterical," but truly, there's some real deepness and and grittiness to this film because of my experience. I'm sorry, did you have a question? <laughs> I do have a question, but I, I'm just roll. I mean, you you know, I, my my question really is honestly: Are you are you still performing the the? Are you are you getting on stage and doing Robin? Because I mean. The world definitely needs. I, I, it, it's, it's right now. Jeez, I am. I'm doing a tour of Canada. I'm leaving in two days. Is it two days? Is this Friday or no? In three days, I go to Canada, uh, New Brunswick, and uh, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, to do an eight-show uh, tour. And if you check, because I know two people whose tours have been canceled in Newfoundland because the place is destroyed from the hurricane. Well, I will have to go there and walk through puddles. <laughs> and 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 shark infested streets. No, yes, I'm dead serious. A friend of mine just called me before the show, and he goes, "My whole tour of Newfoundland just got canceled." Who's your friend? I'm sorry. This guy Ed Fernandez. Yeah, they friend. kept it going. We've been re we had to reschedule this thing three times because of COVID. And they said, "I don't right. even care if there's a theater. If there's some floating cushions out in the street, are you ever come to? I don't even want to go to Canada. Why do I want to go there?" I mean, I love Canada. Don't get me wrong, but this is a funny time to travel. There's they got hit with a hurricane. Yeah. Just and they yeah. should be doing it anyway. There's poutine, so there's that. What's poutine? Poutine is it's it's, it's French fries. I've and, heard of poutine, um, but never. It's poutine. French French fries with um uh, what do they call it? cheese curds. 
Didn't they take? Didn't they take Poon Tang? Didn't they take Poon Tang to the moon? That was it. What is Poontang with cheese curds? Is that what I just heard? It's French fries with cheese curds and gravy. It's called poutine. Oh, I'm sorry. That is so disgusting. I missed the joke. For our ladies, it wasn't a joke. I thought you said Poontang with cheese curds. What are you talking about? (laughs) So do you wake up in the morning with Robin's voice in your head? I mean, No, his thoughts. Like, why did they have to call the hymen? That's Robin's thoughts. And he does this bit about getting around with a pumpkin, which isn't in the show anymore. Yeah. But I mean, it's I'm so funny because afterwards you leave this gushy stuff in there because that's that's fun. But afterwards you carve the top off and you sprinkle it in the garden. And in the, in the next year, the pumpkins arrive and one of them looks like Robin Williams. Jesus, how did you do that? So, but the show is generally clean. But Robin has thoughts that are so unsavory and he still lives in my head. But honestly, um, that time eight years ago, just after he died, I'm walking through the woods and out of my mouth, like Tourette's came, I miss my kids. And I'm like, what? Wow. I'm like, I didn't come up with that. I just. Did you ever meet Robin? No, but he's probably with him on TV years ago. Yeah. About 2010 or something like that. He saw me do him. I'm I'm, so, I'm jealous of a few. We have a few friends. We've had a few on the yeah. show that have actually got Rick Overton used to be used to improv with him a lot. Yeah. Everybody, Monty yeah. Hoffman, you know, a lot of these guys came up with Robin. Yeah, Rick's a friend of mine, too. And he told me that Robin enjoyed my impression of him. And that was nice to hear. But I never met him except wow. in my living room where he comes daily to party. <laughs> I was uh, I was 15 feet away from him at, uh, at Stand Up New York one time. Wow. And I was I was just starstruck. And was he I, doing a show? Huh? Did, did he no, he was sitting at the bar uh, just talking. I, I think, I don't know whether he performed. I don't even remember why I was there. I mean, I'm a comic. I don't, I wasn't performing, but I really wanted to go over and say hi. And I just didn't have the guts. I just couldn't do it. I was afraid to. I wish I had. But. I understand. I have some regrets like that too. Well, that's an intimidating I thing. I saw Richard Dreyfus eating lunch and I really wanted to go over to him. And I thought he was going to go, hey, you want me to call the cops? Come on. <laughs> eat my lunch here, you know? I, wow. I, had that with, I had that with Rodney once, man, at the um, oh, really? at the uh, Laugh Factory. You know, and I was doing a spot at the Laugh Factory, and, and, and there's Rodney is out in the audience with a few, few women, and obviously he's just stoned. And I'd been a regular at Dangerfields in, in New York. You know, so I, I go up to him, and I'm going to tell him how, I, you know, he's my idol, and I love the guy, and this and that. And you know, he's like, Yeah, that's that's great. Take off, kid. You know, it's like kind of one of those, just, I went know. from fucking loving him to wanting to murder him. You know. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I mean, being a celebrity, people are bombarding you. And I mean, I, I I've only been a marginal celebrity, and I just I was bombarding everybody else. I don't remember being bombarded, but um in those days, like Robin said, I was on everything but skates. <laughs> it was a lot of weird, I mean. There was a lot of people moving in and out of the clubs, just like you said. You saw Robin. Um, any given night, you see Gilbert Gottfried and Chris Rock and, and Adam Sandler. God, I got bumped by Eddie Murphy a bunch of times in the comic strip. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I got I, I, I got bumped by uh, Chris Rock, oddly enough, in the comic strip. So yeah. it's a trend. I got bumped from The Tonight Show by Jay Leno. And then he calls, hey, what's happening? <laughs> Because <laughs> Ross, because Ross Perot, he goes, yeah, well, you know. I said, I know it's it's it sucks because I wanted to go promote my show, but it's okay. 
I, I, uh, I get it. Ross Perot was on three segments, and I didn't get a chance to get on there. But um, well, that's showbiz. You do you do a ton of impression. Now, I, now I, I was going to ask, is Robin your favorite impression, or do you have other impressions that you're favorite? Or, or is Robin just the one that you connect the most to spiritually? Actually, yeah. when, when you put your head down like that, he looks like Peter Falk more than anything. I know, I know. you were talking about <laughs> I just saw Peter Falk. <laughs> you do the eye too. That's amazing. I have it naturally, but well, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Pollock owns that one. Um, but uh, um, I was first to do Christopher Walken. Nobody knows. Nobody knows it. Um, it was weird because I just started doing it, and I don't do the best. I just do it as if I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> But the other people really refined it, but I was the first one to do it. If, if on evening Love of the improv, I did a piece yeah. called My Six Dads, and, and that was the first time Christopher Walken. But other people do it much better, they're better impressions. But Love I do some people that you know, have you ever seen that skit on Saturday Night Live where they had the Christopher Walken family the reunion? Continental. The kind of, no, 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 they had the Christopher reunion Walken. Does walking. every yeah. single yeah. person walks in and does it's Christopher Walken. He's from my neighborhood, yeah. man. He grew up, he grew up in uh, in Astoria, where long the where right his family had a bakery not far from where I lived. Bakes. Yeah. Hey, hey, bake. I said one of the few impressions I can't do. I don't even try to do it because there's so many people that do him. Okay. I, I saw an interview with him once where they go, You're in every movie, and he goes, because they're all crap. Every movie's crap. So if it doesn't oh, matter, crap. if you're doing a crappy movie, you can do a crappy movie because they're now all let's, crap. Now it's Christopher Walken. I'm trying to think. Has he done a movie with Robin Williams? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Man of the Year. I love that movie. I love that movie. We could play this game all day. I'd rather not. But um, (laughs) my favorite is uh, actually my favorite to do. uh, I'd rather do uh, Anthony Hopkins. I I tried to do it uh, occasionally, but it doesn't work out very well, does it? No. (laughs) Wow. It's it's a strange one to do because everybody thinks, where did I tickle you, mom? But then... There's a lot of refinement, uh, very difficult to do. And uh, it's just something I've done for years, and I never really do it. Um, although I did him hosting The Price is Right. And, uh, <laughs> the Price is I Right. I don't films anymore, but The Price is Right. And then uh, he goes, tell me, Mom, after all this tedious, sticky fumbling in the studio audience, what was it like to come on down? You wish you were a better bra. <laughs> something like that. And then it's... You know, um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of impressions that I'm stuck in the 70s doing. And there's new yeah. impressions that people are doing of today's stars that I I haven't really caught up with. I mean, I do Sean Penn and, and I don't know who the who's the best impression to do these days. You guys probably know this more than I do. We, we have our finger on the pulse, but it's the pulse of a 90 year old man. When you can watch Saturday Night Live for an entire year and not know one musical guest or one host, you know yeah. it's time to move on. I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm 60, and I'm just like, I'm back. I'm still in the 70s with Al Pacino and all that fun. Yeah, there you go. Movies that moved you in the 70s. They had movies that got under your skin, and you never forget them. Movies like Midnight Cowboy. Mm-hmm. And love story and the Godfather and Jaws, yeah. don't you know? I mean, today the movies they're really good and they're sharp and they're sparkly and crisp, but they don't get under your skin and you go there and you don't feel anything when you leave and you go do something else. That's how hey, I- and that is the truth. I remember like Saturday Night Fever. 
You know, you came out, you wanted to disco and fight and do all that, and and the the the, right. the oh, warriors. Only, only I came out of the to, movie. Only you wanted to come out of that fight. movie and fight. I came out of the movie The Warriors, and I got I got into a fight because I was like in that mood. Oh, yeah. You know, the oh, warriors yeah. come. You know. Yeah. Warriors. I love that. So you're right. It did. They did get under your skin. They gave you that emotional, visceral. Movies try to do that today. I don't know if they. I don't think they succeed too often. And you cool off, all right? <laughs> hey well, Tony, you going to the disco Tony. tonight? Tony, you gonna call me? Yeah, Bobby, I'm gonna call you. Right, I'm just calling you. Yeah. Do, do you know Ross Mark Mark Markhunt? Markhunt. Do you know no. Ross? He's a he's an impressionist, and he see what what impresses oh, me. Oh sure, Craig, bring up his competition. That's no, what no, we yeah, want. No, no competition. No. I, I've been I've been I've been around comedy now for 35 okay. years. I love impressionists, but what impresses me most. Are impressions who do voices you never hear, like your Richard Dreyfus blew me away. Who does Richard Dreyfus? And it's perfect. Uh, Ross does Brad Pitt, which I've never heard anybody cool. do. He does uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, uh, great stuff. So I love that with impressionists. Let, let me ask you guys a question. I'm going to ask you a question. You're thinking. You talking to me? Yeah. You talking to me? You done? <laughs> Let me tell you a little story there, Roger. It's a cute story. I think you're gonna like. No, okay. I'm gonna like you being a wise guy with me. He's got a question. He's got a question. No, I got a question. What do you think? And I hear this uh, frequently. What do you think is the most important aspect of an impression? I, I think it's the mannerisms. I don't know if it's the voice as much as capturing. The, the the picture of the, you know, the way they move, the way they carry them, yeah. the inflections. I don't think you have to nail the voice. Now, it's it's pretty cool if you do, but I don't think, I my personal opinion is it's the inflection, the cap capturing the character of the person. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you completely. The character, the inner life, how they are, how they think, what they feel. Yeah. Um, and also the closer you get to how they really sound. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people who are close, but when mm. somebody nails it, when you hit that red line, it's right. just like, it just transports me. And like I said, I, I know I'm, I'm gushing here, but you do that with almost every, I mean, Anthony Hopkins, holy crap, who does that? I mean, that, that right away, as soon as you do that, I'm like, I'm transfixed. That's amazing. Well, so it's, 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 um, remember, awesome. you, you've been around a long time, Roger. Do you remember Bob Woods? No. So Bob Woods used to do, Jackie Gleason. He looked like Jackie Gleason. I mean, what was, pal. I think I do know who it is. He also do Curly from the Three Stooges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah. guy, real big guy. Finally, yeah, okay. I know. Well, he passed away years ago. Oh, he did. Yeah, he passed away at like thirty-eight years old. But his his Jackie Gleason's wife used to come to see him all the time. Oh my god! Really? And she'd always come up to him and go, "Every time you're on stage, I feel like I spent more time with Jackie." Wow. And That's you know, insane. to him that was the biggest compliment in the world. You know, I'll I mean? Google him. I want to see who if this is the same guy I'm thinking about. Big guy I, blonde hair looked like yeah. a wrestler almost. I used to do a lot of impressions, but they were mostly cartoons when I first started. Do you find that if you don't keep up, if you don't keep practicing them, you kind of they kind of go away. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I haven't tried, but like you talk about the honeymooners, I used to do the honeymooners rap. So that was Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. So I was doing an imitation of them, doing an imitation of of the honeymooners, you know? 
wouldn't, oh, pal. Thanks for coming down. Hey, what's the matter? Ralph Ellis, mother and dying. Yeah, Woodsy's impression of the honeymooners was oh, basically could have been an episode. Yeah, it was great. Well, Jackie, um, come, Jackie comes home and finds a bag of weed on the bus. And he goes, well, Come on, we're going to smoke this. And he goes to Norton. Come on, you you inhale it. You hold your breath. You don't have to tell me about holding my breath. I've been working in the sewer for 20 years. <laughs> and it was like the jokes were just like perfect. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it could have been an episode, you know. So what's your favorite in, what's your favorite impression? I mean, is it Robin or well, I mentioned what's Anthony Hopkins. Um oh that's right, uh, we did that. See, what's weird is um, you know, you could go to a party and somebody says, Oh, do uh Robert De Niro. But if I'm not feeling it, it's not in me. It's like I call it method. I'm a method comedian. I have to be in that place, or it's just going to be papery and false. But if I'm really in there, oh, oh God, look out! You know, it's it. It doesn't even have to look like it. It just has to feel like it, and then you know you're kind of there. And and I can't do it on the spot. I have to just show yeah. up and go. You know. But my favorite. You know, it varies. I used to do a lot of Marlon Brando because I know how he feels. It's just a weird thing, and uh, I don't really do it. But um, <laughs> there's a there's a thing about Robert because I'm also bipolar and I'm also a drug addict, and I've been sober for almost twenty years. But Gosh. I really get it. No one knew, and that's why I think this twenty five. Oh right, yeah, John. Where are you going? Nine. Nine. I'm driven. I'm an alcoholic. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> okay, doc. Um, so you, they showed that you showed that clip recently from Admiral you, Kirk. You won't give me the Genesis device. <laughs> oh my god! I love that. Yeah, I was saying they you showed that clip of you doing uh, Doc Brown and Marty from Rhythm and Blues. I think you shared it on TikTok. It yeah, I did. I've been just playing on TikTok for a while and. Yeah. and trying to get the, the movie out and, you know if i could just talk about the movie again for another minute yeah Guys, i've been in show business for uh since i was 11 and uh i'm 60 now and uh sorry to make this about me but um you're the guest it's you're the guest. Yeah, i know i know but i'm, I'm being very entertained by you. but this is the pinnacle of, of my career because i feel like i've done a lot of like Tommy stuff, and I was on the Carol Burnett show, which was a blast. Oh yeah! I never got to express myself in a way that was freeing, and a way that was profound, and a way that was just telling the truth about me. And this movie, um, I took all the chances that I could with being honest about what happened and about who I am, and and my relationship to to me, somebody who's a great spirit. Uh, Robin Williams and and what it meant to me, what he means, you know. I loved him. I wanted to be him. And that's the gist of it. And all through my life, I found that it never left me. Robin's an integral part of me. So I know sometimes when I'm on stage, it just takes over, you know. And it's then it's not just a show. There's Robin calling now. Actually, it's Mick. It's not just a show. It's a seance. And people no. get into it. The more they laugh, the more I can feel Robin experiencing um, the laughter. I honestly can't think of any other celebrity actor, comedian that when they passed broke my heart the way it did I'm, when Robin, and especially the way he went to think, you know, you know, you're a comic always, you know, everyone knows that he is a clown comics or, you know, whatever. 
but to know that he was in so much pain that he killed himself. And here's this guy that brought the world so much joy. And to know that he was, it was, it was just heart wrenching and it still is. I mean, you know, just why when I see you do your thing, it does, it brings, it brings a smile. It's like, it's like having a piece of him back. And I love what you do. I you guess know, it's so funny because it. all of you know, all of us like we grew up with Mork and Mindy. That was like yeah. the yeah. show. You know, what I mean, it was just you fell in love at that. You know, that's the earliest memory you have of Robin Williams. You know? The yeah. only show that made my dad laugh was Mork and Mindy. Yeah. I remember the joke where he go, he's filling out an application to be an alien, and it says graduation date, and he goes, "Oh, Betty Lou's on that," and my dad just guffawed, and I never saw that before. He loved Robin. Love Robin. Well, you know, he was also naughty in that show when he said, when she said, Mindy says in the first episode, she goes, uh, you're not going to hurt me, are you? And he goes, no, I wouldn't hurt her hair in your chole cho cho. <laughs> it wasn't hair either. It was something else. It was, it was something else, but it, he was slipping these things in there all the time. And you, you yeah. know, I know what that is. I know what that is, but, um, well, he left such an integral impression. I mean, every, every, for how many years, you know, think of all the movies that he did, and you like think how each one of them and the characters, and it, it, you talk about honesty and how honesty. It's amazing because comedians are generally, you know, you see a lot of them and, and you meet them and they're shy, they're refined, they're kind of like timid in real life, but like they expose themselves through their through their work, you know. And you talk about honest, and you know, geez, it doesn't get much more honest than Robin Williams. Go ahead, Roger. I, I, I was going to say, like when he did Goodwill Hunting, I, I think I, I really do believe this. I mean, he was gave a very compassionate and steady performance. But I think what really got him the Oscar was that one moment, uh, which, as an actor, I mean, we can appreciate where he turns on a dime against Matt Damon and threatens him when he talks about his wife. I mean, I remember being uh, actually in my seat going, "Whoa." Because you don't expect that from him, and it was so real. It was such a real moment. The, the guy, the guy was a very underrated actor, even as an Oscar winner. Really. Well, and he was, he was had that laser focus. But my, my bit in the club is when he turns on Matt and he goes, "You'll ever disrespect my wife again, I will end you. I'll freaking mm-hmm. end you." But on the inside, he's going, "Nano, nano, you're toast now." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what, what was that? Uh... That's like the, the bird cage when he's telling the that the, the guy on stage he goes, You do fossy, 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 you do this, you do that, but on stage you do nothing, you just stand there, but inside you that's my favorite performance by Robin. That that's my favorite. I guess I want to get up and dance around now. Here we are. Here we are. Yes, okay. Come on. Look at the way his face changes when he does that. I know and his body movements, his it's amazing. It's like your face morphed into him. Well, this entire interview, I'm sorry. All I keep thinking is that I should do a seance with him. It would be the well, best HBO show in the world. It's it's funny that you said that because bringing it into the spiritual realm of the film, here's the deal. I'm bipolar, so I've got experts that told me that I'm delusional, thinking that I'm possessed by or somehow communing with the spirit of Robin Williams, that he's somehow come into me or come alongside of me for this ride. So I'm on medication for that. And then there's the other side that maybe great spirits don't die and they're actually with us. So whether I'm delusional or whether this is actually a spiritual experience, I don't know. It's a very spiritual film, but it's also crazy because you've got this guy 
having a manic experience as Robin, like Robin's having a manic episode in the film and he does. Mm-hmm. And you're going, what the hell is this? And it's not like, oh, what the hell is this? It's like, what the, f- what happens to this guy? People keep asking me, are you okay? I'm getting crazy foam now. It's like, what happened to you? And I'm like, this is the truth. This is what happened. I couldn't be, I couldn't be myself for a while. You know, something got into me and, and it, it grabbed a hold of me and even grabbed my girlfriend from time to time. And he even grabbed the paintbrushes out of my hand. So, no, let's try some pastels now. Okay, here we go. And then I'm like, no. And I threw him out. I said, you got to go. I can't do this. And then I thought, who am I to say no here? What if this is real? And this is all in the film. Who am I saying to, to say no to Robin Williams? And it's the same thing that had Robin had. I mean, you know, Robin was the same. I mean, if you're crazy, I want to roll you up and I want to smoke that crazy. Yeah. Because I, I want that crazy. Because Okay, man, let's give it a shot. Come on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Every time I do coke, man. I mean, Tommy Chang laugh with that. Every yeah. time I do coke. But no, seriously. If it's, if, is it, what's, what's so wrong? If it is crazy, what's so wrong with, with that nothing. crazy? Well, it's about who's going to be affected by this idea. And the truth of it is, um, I got called by a medium from Minnesota who did actually touch with Robin's family, but in a real way, not, you know, by the telephone, not by, right. you know, the real way. Yeah. And she wanted to know what proof I had that Robin had possessed me. And I, I never said he possessed. I never was standing there saying, and I'm not saying it today that I'm possessed wherever it was. I'm just saying something happened that I can't explain. And I said, I don't have any proof of you, nor do I want to do a seance or be in touch with a medium who tells me one way or the other what yeah. the facts are. Because sometimes the mystery is better than knowing. Yeah, yeah. And you want to know something? Yeah. Be really, because my whole seance thing that I do is a theatrical seance. All right, it's it's a magic. Ta-da. It's a seance with magic in it. That's cool. People, you know, and I tell them right off the bat, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in the supernatural. I don't believe in this. This is, you know, and by the end they go, oh, he's lying. It's definitely something here. But what I'm saying is, I've had psychics, it's super, like paranormal people come to my show, and they're pretty crazy. I mean, they're crazier than anybody. So you don't ever feel about being crazy. Yeah. I had a guy at a show that I had. I do this thing about the Waverly where I had a, a tray with, like, meat tenderizers that look like hypodermic needles nice. set up like a surgical tray. And I passed it around to this guy, and he held his hands over it, and he just started crying. Mm-hmm. And I went, are you okay? And he goes, I can feel the pain that these instruments created. Oh. You know, and it's like I'm thinking it's a meat tenderizer. I bought it on Amazon. Oh, so, oh, so you know okay. what I mean. So, but you know, it's like so. I think well, that they're they're crazy. I don't know if it's crazy though. See, it's like what, what Roger. What what what? what you know what I'm it's, saying to Roger? It doesn't matter what a psychic says. To yeah, them because they're all. It's what you feel. It's what you feel. You know, like when I'm doing this seance thing, although it's a theatrical seance. And I'm reading that book. I have to put myself into the realm of like this nurse actually wrote this journal, right. and I know that I wrote the journal. But it's like you know, it's the same yeah. type of thing. What I'm saying is, you don't need somebody going, "Oh, you know, I no. what proof do you have?" I because you're right. It's all it's, all it's all it's all psychological. Look, the brain is and the best, no biggest supercomputer of all time. The brain is a, so every input that you've ever had, and obviously you've had a lot of Robin Williams, 
And so that comes in and comes in. And those neural pathways, I mean, it's, it's so some people might call it crazy. Other people, it's just it's just the way the brain works. You know, right. it's just regurgitating something that it actually enjoys. It's like dopamine. So it's it, like yeah. you're high on Robin Williams. Very. You know? it's, 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 being it's actually more than that, Roger. I'll tell you, because when I saw you live and this is something I, I've never shared with you, but it, it occurred to me, um, especially now that you started talking about you don't know if it's real. What do I do? But here's the thing. There's a difference between what you're doing in an impression. And I'll explain it because you, you gave a great example without knowing it in your show. And he's passed away. Sadly, you had a man open the show as he did Jay Leno. I forget his name. Oh, you were at that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, Miguel. Oh, Marcel Forresteri passed. He yeah. And he came out and he was an amazing Jay Leno. I mean, like, holy smoke. But here's the thing. You knew it was an impression. When you came on, you were Robin Williams. Yeah. And that is the big deal. So whatever, wherever it's coming from, it's a real space. Yeah. And I, I guess that's my, that's my point with these psychics. My point is it doesn't matter what they think because they have their own little head trip going on anyway. Right. It's what you think. So and that's what sense. anything. That's yeah, what no, anything. no, but I'm yeah. just saying, but these people, like, what proof do you have? Well, who are you to ask me what proof I have? Hey, look, yeah. I've got people in the movie that are that are saying this guy's a fraud. It's fugazi. It's right. a fake. I get people punching me out because they're in, under the impression that I'm trying to pull something off and they need to be included. The people that are going, yeah, right, are part of this movie. They're part of this mystery. Sure. You can't just say, well, no, they're all wrong. I don't know. Maybe they have a voice and they're saying I shouldn't be doing this. And all the voices need to be heard. And it's it, to me, it's an inclusive film. Because the controversy is part of part of the film that makes it go. And I just want to say something else about the film since I'm here. Um, I had the opportunity to really go to Hollywood and make this a big film. And I know I've been through Hollywood, and, and so have you, Craig, I'm sure, and you guys. I didn't think the film would ever get made. I thought, oh, it's going to get tied up in legal for the next three years. So I'm going Probably to get recast. Knowing Hollywood, yeah. knowing Hollywood, it would get recast. Well, yeah, and they could get Jamie Coster. They could get uh, J- uh, 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 the guy who hosts Jimmy Fallon would do a fine job. Uh, fine. But it's my story. It, the movie is not a Robin Williams biopic. It's a right. Roger Tabler um, happening. It, it happened. And I decided to shoot it myself. And there's all this footage of me doing Robin in concert. And I, I, I just want to tell you, guys, here's the poster for the premiere. It's in Boston. On Friday, October 28th at the Regent Theater. It's actually in Arlington. This is a really unusual film. You haven't seen anything like it. It's also not super slick technically, which is, you know, it's kind of a choice, but it's kind of like, well, that's the money we had. And um, I don't like super slick. I don't like everything has to be like crystal and perfect. And I like the tone of the film because the, the music is is a big part of it. Here's a question. How, how am like, I going to get, yeah, how, how am I going to, how am I going to get to see it? Hold on. I'm going to get there. It's also more like a scratchy LP than a crystal clear, um, you know, right. uh, digital sound. That's, that's good. How you're going to get to see it is November 1st. You can go to being Robin, and there's a button you can push and that will give you the movie for $15. Okay. And if you want the DVD, you can get it. I'm probably a little bit more. I haven't priced it yet. 
but we will send that autographed DVD to you, and it's a nice Christmas gift. And the reaction that I'm getting on TikTok is telling me we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of 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 this. And I just want to share this movie with the world. I've been working on it for four years. I mean, look at me, I'm freaking spent. But I'm excited about it because I've never done anything. I produced this thing and I, I, I directed it and acted and ed- I edited it for two years. I'm tired, but I think yeah. I really at this point need to share this movie because it's a humanitarian effort and, and the love of Robin yeah. Williams brings people together. And his message in the film is is very powerful and you have to see it. Well, I'm have grateful you that you put it. I'm grateful. I'm sorry, Mike. What's that? I said, did you have any, did you get any reactions from people who screened the film uh, that, you know, uh, like any react, initial reactions? Well, yeah. I mean, it's been incredible. I didn't expect it, but I showed a rough cut on November 12th, almost a year ago. And there was 50 people, some of them were friends and a lot of people that I never met. And all the reactions, I have all the, it was an anonymous questionnaire and they all said the same thing. They said they were very impacted emotionally by it yeah. and the sound sucked. So I have to <laughs> another eight months fixing the sound, sound yeah. and making it yeah. a little more. So like every time my mother saw it, she's got some dementia and she forgot that she saw it. But every time she saw it, she'd be like, I don't get it. What did he say? And so the last time I showed it to her, she was she heard everything. And I said, OK, we're done. So um, I showed it. But but the people that have seen it are writing um, incredible things about it. And I know that it's special. At that point, on, on November 11th or 12th last year, if people didn't like the rough cut, I was going to let it go. But they went crazy. And there was one person I ran into with his wife, who I never met, that said they, they went home and they talked about the film for hours. And I didn't expect to make a movie like that. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm grateful that you put it down while you had the energy, because you're talking with guys here that understand being tired, being spent. We are, you know, and, and, and you have to finish a project like that while you have the spirit and the energy. And yeah. I'm glad that you did. I'm grateful that you did. I'm getting the sense that we're winding down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting we're about three minutes or four, four minutes. I just want to plug it one more time. Why don't you come back after a premiere? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, totally will. But, but understand the premiere is October 28th. The movie will be open to the public on uh, November 1st. At go, you go to beingrobinthemovie.com. You can see the trailer. You can look at what people are saying about it. Read the reviews, the articles, and the interviews. And um, I'm just blown away by this because I never thought I would act again. I never thought I'd be back in show business. And frankly, from all the drug abuse, I never thought I'd be alive. So it's yeah. all gravy. That's what they told me. I'd never work again after all the charges were dropped uh, anonymously. Know. But you know, hey. Roger, the whole reason why I met you back in, I think it was at Eastside Comedy Club. Uh, it had to be 35 years ago. I called up asking for a spot, and I got Joan St. Ange. I don't know if you know Joan. Uh, she worked, She was a comic. She also worked for Omnipop, and she used to book some of the shows at Eastside. And I called her, and she said, no, there's no spots, but you got to come down this weekend. I go, why? She goes, Roger Cabler is here. You will not believe him. He is Whoa. hilarious. And, when dude, is- ever since then, I mean, oh, thank you, I, 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 what's when that? Was that? Yeah. And the thing is, you know, the thing is when you said you retired, but you know, it's like, man, I, I hope you do come out from time to time because man, you, you were a joy to watch on stage. You're really you. Well, I'm still touring as Robin. The, the second half of the show is me doing over actors anonymous, which is all the other impressions. <laughs> you know? I remember I, I used to, I used to do Robert De Niro doing kind of a romper room thing, the kitty comedy 
Oh and my I, God. I took my finger up and some guy got up to go to the bathroom. And I said, where are you going? Sit down. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and I put the finger out of him. I said, sit down. I'm not, I'm serious. And after he sat down, I said, what is the finger? What are you doing? <laughs> but it, it, was, it was fun, you know. Well, I'm excited to see the film. I am really excited to see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited to be here to rest and retire and and do other things. You guys yeah. are wonderful. I, I haven't had this much fun ever in doing an interview. With it. And thank you for hearing me. And it means thank you for being here, man. You're all very funny too, by the way. I enjoyed your, I enjoyed your uh, your stuff. Thank you. Well, it was incredible having you here, man. I mean, I, I really, I'm not just yeah. saying it. I'm excited about seeing this film because I can already tell it's going to make me laugh and cry and all of that stuff. You know, it's just going to evoke a lot of emotion and I'm really looking forward to it. All you, guys know, you don't know about the grief is that he is actually a big teddy bear. It's, it's okay. He's a big, he's a big scary teddy nobody, bear. Nobody expects me that. I'm, I'm one of your tribe. I'm a Jew, too. I'm a Jew. You're a Jew. We're a Jew. We are Jews. Oh, no, I told him he should, that should have been his, he should have been the world's most intimidating Jew. <laughs> I'm the under, I'm the undercover Jew. I'm the undercover Jew. I'm the guy they send to the rallies. You know, goes, nah, come on, yeah, kill him, come I go back. In the Kishki, get him in the Kishkis. <laughs> and I, I, I'm a Met fan who sits on light bulbs. That's me. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> All I know is I want a good Kanish, and I hear there's a Kanish shortage. Kanish crisis. It should crisis. be a niche. I'm right. telling you, the K should it's be silent. Kanish crisis. The guy told me at the bagel store there's only one Kanish. I want a Kasha Kanish. In the entire country in Brooklyn, and it burnt down. Is there right. a black market? It's you a know, Kanish Kanish crisis. Underground Kanish, back, you know, black market for Kanishes. <laughs> hey, buddy, I got the Kanishes over here. <laughs> Hello, and welcome. I got- I got some kishki in the back. Yeah, I got the round ones. I, I got the round ones. You got any kugel? I need some kugel. Oh, hey, when women don't exercise, they lose the the, the, the kugel. Does it gets That's a little floppy? Right. You know what I mean? Hey kid, you want a bialy? I got a bialy here, real nice. Uh, yeah, I got a nice raisin rye. Ooh, oh, no. There is no raisin rye. What the hell am I talking about? I, I almost bought matzo last. See time. now, now, now I'm almost sorry that I went. Matzo. It's I went said, vegan. I can't believe it's not matzah on the box. I can't believe it's not matzah. <laughs> nice. I'm buying that. It looks right. unleavened to me. I don't know. It's kind of flat. That one went flat right there. I don't one know. of my favorite jokes of Robin is he goes, he's doing Moses. Come on, everybody. We're leaving. When they're leaving Exodus. Come on, take everything but the crackers and the foreskin from your penis. Let's go. Where are we going? We're going to the for 40 years, and we're going to screw up the traffic in Miami. Let's go again. I should have done more Robin in the interview, but you just see the movie. You see the movie. You get we'll the Robin. The uh, John, you ready to take us home? Take yeah. Home. We ready? John, you take us home. Here we go. All right, it's John Furtino here for the Big Bad Broadcast. And let's thank our guest, Roger Cabler. Yes. Being Robin. Make sure you see that movie, Being Robin. We're all going to see it. It looks great. Great guest, great interview. And then we have, of course, Mike Grief. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, they make great sex toys, guys. It's a great sex toy. But you want to make sure your wife does the one with your name on it. That's it. (laughs) By the time. By the time you get to the elbows, you're screaming, but it's a it's a way to go. <laughs> and Craig said it's better than a light bulb. Better than a light bulb. Better than a light bulb, right? Yeah. Mm. If I will. All right. Uh, Let's get out of here before we deteriorate to crazy town. Yes. I'm sorry, oh, also, remember, you can see us on Roku. Download the Strong Island Entertainment app. 
You can watch us as we appear Friday nights at 10. And we're there all the time on video on demand, just so you know. Roku. Hello, Roku. Very good. Got the spokes in the connectorzoid. Strong Island. Strong Island TV. Come to Strong Island. You watch, you, three, you watch three shows, you get free connection. Bye, everybody. All right. <laughs> now, here from Hurricane Headquarters, we're saying goodbye. <laughs>